Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo with the Education in Daba program with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. Yes, alhamdulillah, it is Sunday, the 7th of June 2015, corresponding with the 12th of Sha'ban 1436. Just a reminder to our listeners that if you have missed any of the programs, you can download the program from vocfm.iono.fm and choose the channel that you would like to listen to. What's coming up in Education in Abba this evening is we're going to be chatting about briefly what's making news in the world of education and maybe an update as regards to what's happening with our public servants with regards to the 6.4% general salary increase as opposed to the promised 7%. Then we have in studio with us uh, Naima Bawa Mohammed. Uh, she's a language and speech therapist. Um, and uh, we had her in studio last week, Alhamdulillah, and we're glad to have her back in studio. So we're going to be speaking about speech impediments and the effects on the learning process. That will take us through to the Wakt of Isha, inshallah, and then after the Wakt of Isha, we're going to be speaking ECD, that's Early Childhood Development, and we will be having in studio with us Meryl Furi. We'll also have a short segment on the whole issue around corporal punishment, which we started also last week. We're going to ask our listeners to give us their comments on that particular issue. And then at 8 o'clock, just after 8 o'clock, we will then have in studio with us Sheikh Shahid Iso. And we are joined in studio by the Netrich Islamic Community Trust. So do stay tuned then to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Let me greet my co-presenter, and that is occupational therapist, uh, Yasira <coughs> Adonis. Yasira, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Ridwan. Uh, Yasira, normal question, you know, how has the week been? I know today was, has been a very lovely day, alhamdulillah, weather-wise. Uh, your week last week at school? Alhamdulillah, I kind of enjoy the rain, Ridwan, so it's one of my favorite seasons. So I had a wonderful week last week. However, we're getting up for whole school evaluation, inshallah, I mean, so that's a task on its own. So we all... You know, getting our things together, putting things in order, and then seeing how it will run off on the first day of Ramadan, for that matter, on the 18th of June, inshallah. Okay, inshallah. Shukran for that. Yes, and a reminder to our listeners that you can participate in the program uh, called Education in Daba by sending us your SMS to the number 47913. Our SMS line 47913. Or you can give us a call in studio on the number 021 3530. So let me greet our guest that we have in studio, and that is Naima Bawa Muhammad, a speech and language therapist. Naima, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And Naima, shukran once again for taking out your time, particularly on a Sunday evening, uh, you know, to empower and share more with our listeners as regards to speech and language therapy. Now, we are waiting on Dr. Yusuf Lalkan, who's an educational psychologist. Uh, as soon as Dr. comes, he will be joining us in studio, inshallah. But uh, let me go to Yasira and say, Yasira, now <coughs> last week we had Naima in studio. Uh, maybe just a quick recap in terms of you know what we've discussed and possibly where we're going to this evening. Shukran, Ridwan. Last week look, we looked at, you know, and very briefly looked at what a speech and language therapist does and I think the confusion came around when we speak about a speech and language therapist versus an audiologist and because we're looking at, you know, children who are hearing impaired, um, we're looking at Naima in the sense of so how do we develop speech and language for these children so that they can learn when audiologists will look at why I can't hear and the extent of my hearing. 
And I think to just continue with the program this week, we just need to recap, or Naima has to recap, you know, around what exactly a speech and language therapist does. But to hit more home, you know, um, for the listeners, look at how do we assist children, you know, who are special schools and mainstream schools um, who have, um, you know, a language disorder or that cannot learn because of some speech and language disorder that is present. Um, and we, none the wiser, we can't pick it up. So I think that's where we'll start, Ridwan. Um, how do we identify? What are the signs and symptoms And what is a language disorder And what does a speech therapist do Okay, shukran for that Naima, immediately over to you Okay, so I think let's look at the mainstream child first. So as a speech and language therapist, we work together with the rest of the team, especially the teacher who's with the child most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in mainstream, there are at some mainstream schools, there are speech and language therapists based there. Yeah. And we look at, um, like we spoke about last week, the understanding of language, the expression of language. And lots of children, they have difficulty with the comprehension skills. Mm-hmm. So the teacher might be giving out instructions in class and they aren't understanding what the teacher is saying and therefore that's affecting their output. We also look a lot at thinking and reasoning skills so when the teacher is busy maybe with maths the teacher might say oh but grade one grade two the child did so well in maths and now we're busy with story sums and now the child isn't coping and people don't often think that that's language based because they're busy with maths yeah Yeah, because i myself (laughs) was not thinking you know how does how does the two actually relate to one another but if you look at the story sums they are just language. language and if the child isn't grasping that they're going to struggle with things like your maths. And in later la- uh, um, years, it's going to be your history, your geography, all those things, because language is involved in everything we do. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we don't just think of English when we're thinking of language, but we're looking at all the learning areas. Um, and then also the literacy skills is a big mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. in both your mainstream and your Alcine schools. So we help with your reading difficulties, spelling difficulties, what we call your phonological awareness yeah. skills. So those are all your basic skills needed for reading and spelling. And those are all the areas that the speech and language therapist will look at. Okay. Can you just give me an indication of you, you use the term uh, phonological skills, you know, what is meant by uh, phonological skills? Okay. So your phonological awareness skills are what we call the building blocks of literacy. So we look at things like rhyming, identifying (coughs) the beginning, middle and end Mm -hmm. sounds. Can they take sounds (coughs) apart? Can they put sounds back together? And then we look at different levels as well. So they look at a sentence, then we look at words in a sentence, we look Mm -hmm. at syllables, which is your parts of words and then we look at the sounds in words which is your last level okay just to, for my own mind again we are saying that these are only applicable to the younger little ones obviously when we when we speak of this and if memory serves me last week we said you must be able to identify this from the age of six anything prior to that i know we had a listener saying the child can't say r uh, but you shouldn't be worried that only develops at the age of six am i correct i think we're looking at two different things though <laughs> when we're talking about the r we're talking about pronunciation which is more your articulation so Uh how you say sounds but when we're looking at phonological awareness skills it's looking at the things needed before they can read and spell So it wouldn't be the saying R or the saying. It would be more things like can I hear that the first sound in cat is a K 
Okay. Okay. So, we'll we'll get to hear more <laughs> about that from Naima Bauer Mohammed and Yasira Donus right after this. We're gonna go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the program called Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape. Salih Tailors catering for ladies and gents. We specialize in ladies' Punjabi dresses, wedding dresses, sari blouses, matric ball dresses, and many more. For the gentlemen, we will tailor make your suit, pants, waistcoat, and pantani suit. All alterations are professionally done. For your convenience, we also have an in house hair and beauty salon with services such as waxing and bridal makeup, to name a few. We are conveniently located at number 28 Pine Road, Rylands, phone 021-633-7044. Saleh Taylor's for unmatched perfection in dynamic fashion. Current specials are a three-piece Punjabi dress for only 400 Rand. The best quality meat can improve your cooking. Indulge Meat Hyper, being a popular household brand and a master chef's best friend. Indulge Meat Hyper, always fresh. Indulge Meat Hyper, always tender. Indulge Meat Hyper, always triple A grade. The next time you think of meat, think indulge. The meat you love to eat. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. And if you have just joined us, we are joined in studio by Naima Bawa Muhammad, who is a speech and language therapist. So the listeners who are normally used to the way I speak, there might be a little bit of a difference because I'm very weary uh, as we have Naima, who is a speech therapist in studio. Uh, otherwise, she's going to send me for some therapy with regards to my speech and my language. Uh, but before we continue our discussion with Naima, as I said, you can participate in the program by sending us your SMS to the number 47913. Now, the first SMS from 5998 says, Assalamu alaikum, hectic weeks ahead for us at Silver Stream Primary School. Assessments almost done, capturing of marks, etc. Also busy packing up for move to our brand new school. Huh. Move take place the last two days of school. All the best to all my colleagues. And that comes from Rushana Fisher. Uh, Yasira, I didn't even know that uh, Silverstream was moving premises. Me neither, Ivan. And I think Rushana is keeping us on our toes <laughs> by informing us every week. And she hasn't said anything prior. So, you know, Alhamdulillah, I'm always in favor, you know, of children having a better um, context to learn in a better environment. Um, it creates stability. It creates a need and a want to learn. So all the best to Silverstream Primary. I'm sure the new environment is going to bring about a lot of change and a lot of exciting things um, in the future, Ridwan. Okay, yes, right. Then there's another SMS from 6580 and it says, Assalamu alaikum to the panel. That would include probably Yasira and Naima Bawa. Muhammad, can a teacher in her 50s do justice to grade 3 class with 42 learners? My grandson's work has dropped and I'm doing my best to assist and support either him or her. I don't know, you know, I think the question is around age and whether an educator who's already in his, or well, not his, her 50s, you know, whether they would still be able to do justice to a grade 3 classroom. Uh, it's not going to be, you're not going to be held to your answer. Yes, you go first. 
Shukran Ridwan. Now, I think we must always give recognition to um, any person in any discipline, um, given what they do and the experience, Ridwan. Um, when we look at a context and an environment, and I, and I keep saying this, you know, it does change over time. And regardless of my age, classroom management and management of my class then becomes the primary focus. To have so many kids in a classroom is difficult for anybody. If you take, if you give a therapist a group of, of that amount of, of persons, she's going to struggle. So it's not necessarily how old I am or how skilled I am, but the context that I'm in. And I think, um, if parents come together and say, look, the class is too huge. We do the Morkel model. We do the ratio. There shouldn't be that amount of children in a classroom. And you can't expect any educator to give her utmost if you compare it to, a, to another educator who has 35. Mm-hmm. Or 25 children in a classroom So, um, you know, we take away age And we take away everything else And we look at the contextual factors surrounding That classroom, which would make For a difficult environment in any case, Ridwan Okay, shukran for that, Yasira And Naima, I mean, if you have a class of 42 learners Particularly in grade 3, for example How easy or how challenging would it be For an educator to identify Whether any of these learners would present With a speech or language barrier? Unfortunately, because of the number of children, it's mm. going to be very difficult for that teacher because she isn't able to spend enough individual time mm-hmm. with each learner to be able to see where their barriers are. Um, and that's where parents play a big role as well because when they work at home with a the child, they might be able to pick up things where the child's struggling that the teacher might miss because she doesn't have that individual time in a class. Mm-hmm. Okay, shukran for that. Now, let me just ask a question quickly. I'm not too sure whether Yasira has any for you. Maybe from my side, the question is, you know, um, I think we uh, we said, you know, what is a speech therapist, etc. But what are some of the, you've been in the, the system for a long while. I remember last week we said you started either 2003 or 2005. Uh, you've been in the education system. You're busy currently in Michel's plan and in private practice. Oh, and just by the way, if you would like to make contact with Naima Bauer, Muhammad, speech and language therapist, you can contact her on zero eight three two triple four triple two. The number again zero eight three two triple four triple two. Now the question is, what are some of the most common over the years that you've been in education? Some of the common, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Yasira? Some of the common difficulties uh, or challenges is that that learners present with when it comes to speech and language therapy. Definitely a big one is the literacy. Mm. So your spelling and reading and all those foundation skills that I just spoke about now, lots of children struggle with that. Mm -hmm. The second one is your comprehension skills. And this goes right up until your, (laughs) your matric years. I had a matriculant who I used to work with who still struggled with these kinds of things. And then it affects all the other learning areas because they don't know how to interpret the written word or they don't know how to interpret what the teacher has taught them. So your comprehension skills is definitely a big one. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say, for example, a, a child, a learner presents with a, whole, a challenge allow, around literacy, for example. You know, what are some of the more common exercises, uh, you know, that a parent can do to assist his or her child uh, with some of these literacy uh, challenges? The big one that you can start with from a very young age is just a love for reading. Mm. And lots of parents, unfortunately, don't Mm. have the time for this anymore. They come home from work, it's homework, it's supper, all these things. But just to try and instill that love of reading in your children, that's a big one. Mm Because if children don't like reading, they're not going to pick up a book and just page through it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's playing uh, lots of sound games with them. So like your I spy games, uh, you sit Mm -hmm. in the car, uh, you've got nothing else to do, you can play... uh, 
mommy can say, I spy something that starts with a K. Mm. And then the child needs to find that. So those are easy things that you can play while you're busy with other things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then also cha- what we call chaining games. So another game that you can play while you're busy with something else. So mommy might say, I'm thinking of a word that ends with a T. Can you think of a word that starts with a T? Mm-hmm. So those are nice, easy games that you can play. Okay. And I think the important thing that we need to just remind parents, and lots of parents don't think of this, is that when we're speaking about sounds, we aren't speaking about the ABCs, but mm-hmm. we're rather speaking about mm-hmm. the abacus, the mm-hmm. sounds in, la- in your words. So it's the sound versus the alphabet, the for alphabet, example. Yes. So when we speak about A, B, C, D, we're saying those are the alphabet. That's the letter. And then obviously the E, the B, and those type of sounds, those are the sounds. The sounds that they make oh, okay. definitely yes, sir, you, coming from your side. you know Ridwan I, 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 it's something that I struggle with um, especially in our foundation phase is this whole turnaround where they teach the children A, B, C and then they ask the children what's the beginning sound with cat and the child's like um, we didn't do that miss because they can't put the two together yeah. now I remember when we were at primary school we were taught a book we weren't taught ABC ABC was the rhyme Mm-hmm. That we were taught so that we can start thinking around what is reading, what is literacy, etc. And know that every single word comes from ABC. But when we did phonics and we did um, literacy or our emergent literacy skills in sub A and sub B, it was M and then the A is missing and, and the T is there. So you must put in, it can either be, you know, Matt or it can be Matt or it mm. can whatever or we met somewhere. Um, and that's how we were taught to read. And I think with that came a lot of our comprehension skills and how we recognize words. Now, we must remember when a child is sub A and sub B and and I don't know what that is in today's grading system, grade probably grade two. one and two. Yeah. Um, and we were reading, we had Kathy and Mark and Bhutan mm. Sarke, and those were lovely books for the children to read. But it was all on memory. And what we were teaching children was high-frequency words, words that we use the most, words that we remember by sight. And then it becomes words that we can read afterwards. So there is a huge difference between ABC and Abaca. And I think what we're all failing to understand or, or, or take very, um, you know, heed notice of is the fact that if my child has a, a language problem, Problem. And let's take speech out um, because we didn't mm-hmm. have a stroke yeah. and there isn't dyspraxia or, or, or dyslexia involved for reading. We're just looking at language and language development in itself. That child is going to s- struggle um, throughout primary school, throughout high school and throughout university. It's, it's something, it's a condition that you're going to live with for the rest of your life because you cannot read, analyze and inter- interpret written word, which, mean, which means anything that you know is not verbally said to you is going to be a struggle. And I think parents must really, you know, look at their learners, look at the little ones and, you know, send them to Naima if you really think that there is a problem because if you get it sorted now they're like little sponges here age five six seven um that can be corrected if you leave it and there's a past therapy age as we would call mm. it it becomes a problem now shukran for that yashira but i think also what we've always spoken when we spoke even about the whole issue around occupational therapy for example with children write on the walls i think you know those yes. type of things <laughs> and we spoke about crossing the midline there and those go. type of things uh, the issue is you know that parents shouldn't for example if the one brother or the sister 
sister, the, the elder one, has done is at a particular pace, for example. You know, mm-hmm. as parents, sometimes when the second or the third one comes, we then say, you know, but your brother or your Buddha, uh, he was able to do it uh, at this age, now you can't. And I think that is one of the things that you also need to possibly keep in mind. But I'll speak to Naima about that. Just my attention to the SMS line very quickly once again. And there's an SMS from 6608. It says, Assalamu alaikum. Salama to Muhammadiyah Primary School for the commendation in the latest Department of Education publication. The school received four out of five in its whole school evaluation. An excellent result. Keep up the good work. And that comes from Aisha. A very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Then there's another SMS from 4367. It says, Assalamu alaikum. I was observing some three to four-year-olds teasing one another. One said he is one years old, to which the other replied, I am zero. Now, I think it's, it's, uh, it's spelled Z-E-L-O and not zero, and then the word zero in brackets. I think, Naima, that was what we were speaking about earlier. Yes. So, just a comment from your side. Uh, that's, again, your R sound. And like we said last week as well, a three to four-year-old um, wouldn't have, it's fine if they haven't yet established that R in all contexts. Usually by six, then we'd start working on it. Okay, so if the child is over the age of six and then still cannot say the R sound, uh, it then only becomes something that the parent should then uh, take a look at. Uh, is that correct? Yes, Ridwan. Okay, so let's continue in our discussion uh, with Naima Bawa Muhammad, a speech and language therapist. Now, you see some of the things that as parents we could do is, you know, encourage our children to start uh, reading or to love reading, uh, play the sound games. Um, and then we also identify that one needs to look at the difference between the sound and obviously the alphabet. Yes. Anything else from there? Um, I think just we often think that adding in all these things means more work, harder work. But it's working smarter, not harder. So even if your child is busy with you in the kitchen while you're busy with supper, introducing language and sounds while you're busy with those Mm. kinds of things. So it's not extra work for the parent. It's just incorporating um, language into everything that we're doing that we would usually do, Ridwan. Mm, okay, so it's almost similar, Yasira, if memory serves me, right? You know, when we spoke about shapes, for example, <laughs> as well, yeah. we said you must look at the shape of the roof, for example, and what mm. color is the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, I do pay attention sometimes, uh, <laughs> uh, Yasira. So, uh, yes, Ridwan, and I think, um, you know, with, with the emergent skills for, for, for listening and, and speaking and reading and, you know, all those precursors we need until we hit, you know, grade one and grade two and the foundation phase, we start to, you know, put them together and consolidate them. It's very important for our children to have a basic concept of what is taking place. And we take for granted that I send you to school to learn. Yes, alhamdulillah, you know, that is our good intentions. And that's why we send our children. But consolidation at home is what our parents did, you know, and they didn't have fancy books or, you know, coloring pencils, etc. And so on. It was a discussion. It was so tell me about it and what happened. So what do you see? And, you know, we had those free magnets that time that you could mm-hmm. make small little words and you'd make you know hat on the and and mommy's busy with the food and she's like oh my goodness yeah Sarah, that's so awesome and so you go and the interest parent shows and you know even if it was hot and she asked for the s sound you know she say oh my word you know you you gave mommy a different word that's also very nice so that type of encouragement is very important because language is one thing and and with that comes our math for our sequencing and all that but the language is the one thing that makes children very withdrawn the moment you know 
teachers started to go in the classroom because everything based is language. Um, and so there was draw from it because I can't partake in it. There is no analysis. There is no synthesis. So there's no output for me to give you that's going to be a favorable one. And I think we must... <clears throat> Take heed of our children. We have many children at the School of Skills. Why? If we had done assessments mm-hmm. when they were in foundation phase, we would find absolutely nothing wrong with them. However, our, our assessments are based on um, perceptual development. And, and had they gone to Naima, Naima would have picked up then. You know, there is a discrepancy in the language that we need mm-hmm. to look at. Well, then I would want to ask the question. But before I ask the question, I'm going to say that the views expressed on the program called the Education in Daba does not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. Uh, Would it then be fair to say, you know, uh, that there are too few speech and language therapists within our schooling environment? Oh, definitely, Ridwan. And then the second one is, you know, sometimes our educators are not necessarily equipped to immediately identify whether the child actually presents with a speech and language challenge. So that is something that I think, you know, we should actually be taking up with the Western Cape Education Department. Now, an SMS here from five Double nine eight. It says Assalamu alaikum. Special message to my daughter Yasira Fisher. She is starting with the exams tomorrow. May Allah inshallah. subhanahu wa ta'ala guide you for the next two weeks. Inshallah. Mm. Amin. Study hard, my dear. Mommy loves you. And that comes from Rushana Fisher in Kenwin. Well, uh, Rushana, uh, all the best to Yasira there for the upcoming exams. I know she's going to do e- excellently well. I was well. going to say, Ridwan, you know, I I have no doubt she is a bright little girl. I mean, she takes, you know. Oh, I, was, I was thinking you were going to say she's my name, but yeah, she is a bright. <laughs> was, I was going to end with that, Ridwan. <laughs> Um, I mean, and she's lovely, you know, her interest is there. She wants to become something. I mean, she's grade Mm -hmm. seven now. She's um, thinking of high schools, Naima, and where am I going to go and what's going to be the best fit for me? And Mm -hmm. so she's really looking at her life in a a way that you would want every youngster to do. So Alhamdulillah, you know, in my name, and then uh, Naima, just to also uh, inform, you know, that to our knowledge, to our knowledge, she's one of our youngest listeners. that In fact, she also participates in our program by sending us SMS. So all the best to uh, Yasira Fisher with the exams, inshallah. Then there's another SMS from 6518. It says, Assalamu alaikum. I like your program. When does one need to see a speech therapist? My son cannot say R and S. Naima? Okay, so like we said for the R, if your son is six or older, definitely. Um, and then also other things to look at, is it affecting everybody else's understanding of his mm. speech? So even if he's younger, but nobody else can understand him and only you can understand him, that would also be a good time to take him to a speech and language therapist. Okay, and the S sound? The S sound, that's also one of your later sounds. Mm. And lots of children struggle with that. So lots of children have what we call a lisp. Yeah. Um, also often struggle with it because their teeth are missing. I was going to say that So <laughs> they might have difficulty saying the S because their teeth have fallen out. Yeah. Um, so we have to look at all those factors as well. But like I say, the biggest thing is the understanding. So if the, the wide variety of people that he comes into contact with can't understand him, please take him to a speech and language therapist okay, to sh- have him assist. Shukran for that. Naima, Yasira, can you comment before you go for the break? I, I was going to um, comment on, on the teeth that are missing because they fall out and then you get your permanent teeth. Also, um, if you look at N and L, you know, if the teeth is missing, they won't be able to say because it doesn't go to your mm-hmm. palate it goes to your teeth um, where your tongue is positioned to make the sound 
So, you know, we must just take heed of these things before, um, and I know parents can be, you know, quite concerned at times, um, but we have Naima in here, you know, sent through the questions just for your own, um, you know, frame of mind and frame of reference and to be certain of what you're picking up. You know, also do make contact with Naima. Um, and also, we must also remember, sometimes I pick up how somebody else speaks. So we must just be careful of modeling as well. You'll find a lot of children up in Hanadendal who says, Hoi. Mm. And you ask them to say, they say, but they were taught as like a dialect to say, Roy, and not Roy, um, even though they can't pronounce the sounds. Okay, shukran for that, Tessira. So on that Roy note, we're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called The Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. And if you have joined us, yes, alhamdulillah, we are joined in studio by Naima Bawa Mohammed, who is a speech and language therapist and she is currently employed in private practice. If you would like to make contact with Naima, you can give her a call on 083 um, and if you have any questions, you can send us those questions via the SMS line to the number 47913, our SMS line 47913. We only have Naima here in studio for another 10 or 15 minutes, inshallah. Now, there's an SMS from 8447. It says, Salaamu Alaikum Ridwan. And uh, the sisters, um, the other problem is they read but don't understand what they are reading. We need to look at that. We had Bakhrab students in our time. Shukran, that comes from Sharif. A very big shukran there to Brother Sharif and all our listeners for their participation to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Uh, Bakhrab students is this whole thing. I think it's comprehension, comprehension. Naima. And you were also saying, I think, yes. that there's even problems with comprehension. No, definitely. And um, we were saying with the comprehension, because they don't understand either the language they don't understand, so it might be the actual vocabulary, or they can't interpret what they're reading that they struggle a lot with the comprehension skills and those are one of the skills that they need right up until university level so if they're struggling at the beginning it just gets harder and harder because your comprehension gets longer and longer Mm -hmm. Um, and then with that also it's the memory that plays a big role so if they're struggling with your memory they can't remember what they've read they can't interpret that that's also going to play a big role on how much they comprehend okay. or they understand can i just share with the listeners that off the air now yasira and naima had a very good laugh you know because i when i, I asked them but i'm going to ask a question on air as well the question is you know how do these uh, children, how do our children, you know, how do they present with this language uh, and and speech challenges? And then I think Yasira said, you know, it's when you have one of it could be pneumonia, for example, and as a result, is it Yasira? Meningitis. Oh, meningitis. <coughs> so if you have meningitis, uh, that then results in a possible language or speech challenge. Mm-hmm. And then I asked the question, but now how does that work? And then they were saying to me, no, you didn't listen carefully to one last week. We spoke about, now, Ima, just help us quickly, about the brain, the brain. thingy again. Yeah, okay. Yes, so the... Uh, he- 
language and speech, everything comes from the brain. Mm -hmm. So it has to be formulated there and then it goes down your nerves and then it goes to all your speech muscles. So if you have a difficulty in your brain when uh, something's happened, you've had a stroke or a car accident and your brain's been uh, affected, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for want of a better word, then it's going to affect things like your speech and your language. Okay. And then the other thing that you spoke of last week, and maybe you can assist me in this regard, was the issue is that if the child has a hearing problem, uh, the child will not be able to hear exactly how you pronouncing the words and therefore he or she will respond and repeat the words as how they hear the words. Would Def- that be correct? Definitely, that is correct. Okay, uh, Yasira, we come in from your side. That is correct, Ridwan. Okay, so now, see, now Yasira is going to say uh, that is correct, Ridwan. <laughs> okay, now again we're looking at the whole issue around literacy now how and you're saying look let's uh, encourage our children to read let's play for example sound games uh, we spoke about the i spy thing and all of those things what are some of the other things that you can maybe share with parents you know in order to help or assist the little ones when they present with possible speech or language challenges i think just to encourage language um let me share some tips with them. So you can think of lots of people like watching cooking shows. And a nice way to encourage language is to self-talk, what we call self-talk. Mm. So think of yourself as a cook on a cooking show and you talk about what it is that you're doing. So say, for example, you're playing with your little one and out comes Barbie and Barbie's walking to the car now and Barbie's going to go shopping. So you're talking about what is happening mm-hmm. now. Another thing they can do is what we call parallel talk. So when we talk about that, it's thinking of like a sports commentator. So now you're talking about what the child is doing. Mm. So now you can say, oh, mommy sees you making Barbie jump. Barbie's jumping high up. So we're giving the child that language. We're modeling all Mm. the time. And that's important. If the child doesn't hear language, they're not going to pick it up. Uh So talking to your child is very important. Okay. okay. Yes, Hirak, you comment from your side? I, I must agree with that, Rino. And I mean, if you look at Hamad, Hamad uses words. He's, he just turned 16 March. You've ruined it. And I've, I've become irritated. And those are high words that they wouldn't generally use at the age of six years old. But it's because the way we speak, he has modeled our behavior yet. With that, with modeling, he understands the word and he uses it in context, which means his language skills has surpassed the age of a six-year-old. So his language skills currently is at about eight and a half years old, you know, going for nine. But that is the way he communicates and how we communicate Would that with be him. Maybe sometimes, mother, I'm interrupting. Wouldn't that be sometimes a problem if, for example, if you are now in a particular grade and your language is a bit higher than what the rest of the class is, wouldn't you then? become necessarily frustrated at times just a question mm-hmm. you could you could definitely become frustrated but sometimes what we see is that um and i'm not um, is that with children sometimes when they have these high skills sometimes they don't have the splinter skills mm-hmm. so they might have picked up these big words big vocabulary and then they're missing out on some of the language that they should have learned What's at that grade so th- th- skills that you need to build up Okay. Okay. So you might have phonics. Yes. Or even like if we're talking about vocabulary, he might have these big words because he's heard mommy use this word a lot. So he models the word. Yes. Yes. He models the word. He He knows how to use that word Mm -hmm. in context. But but then he might not know um, jumping, for example. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a simpler word that should have been there first. Okay, so you should actually try and move the child gradually then, if I understand it correctly, through to 
Well, there is a difference between, you know, functional language that we're going to use in the classroom where um, the teacher stands mm. at the board and she gives instructions and it's all at that grade level. And then you have conversant language when I converse with you and we have a conversation and I use all these words. But... It is definitely on the button. You know, some children have very good language skills, conversant language mm -hmm. skills, so they interact with you beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you sit and you're amazed at this little kid. And then in the classroom, the kid comes in, he either mm -hmm. has a visual perceptual skill um, delay or a, a, a phonological delay where he, he cannot say what's the beginning or the end sounds or so on. Mm -hmm. So functional, formal task assessments in the classroom might vary to your conversant language. So you must take heed of that as well. Don't take for granted that your child speaks very well, but then cannot physically do what is meant to do at that developmental age and stage. Okay, shukran for that. Yes, and on that note, we're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we will continue with the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called the Education in Daba here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. And if you have just joined us, what a pity, alhamdulillah, we are just wrapping up with Naima Bawa Muhammad, who is a speech and language therapist. Naima, firstly, you know, we've got about three minutes left. I want to really say a very big shukran to you for uh, again taking out your time, uh, you know, and sharing with us some of the uh, exercises that parents can use, you know, if there are those problems. But again, if you want a bit more clarity, you can contact Naima on the number 0832444222. The number again, 0832444222. Now, my attention quickly to the SMS line. And there's an SMS from 3606. That hulle a ander school moet kry om graad 12 te doen. Now whether that is correct or not, we are not too sure. But if the listener is saying we can maybe follow up with Spine Road High and determine whether that is correct and then we will revert to the listener. We will forward this to Zarina Jacobs, our producer. Then there's another SMS from... Uh, 7297 it says, I'm currently studying level 4 and word is going around that level 5 and the colleges of Cape Town will no longer be available is this true? Uh, shukran. Uh, yes, we don't have that answer, but we are hoping to get in studio with us, Meryl Free. Uh, we are going to be chatting about ECD. That will be after the Wakta Visha, inshallah. And maybe we'll put that question to her and then see how we can deal with it. Then there's another SMS from 5998. They say, waiting on the news of the increase. Shukran. Yeah, that was the news we're going to be speaking about, this general salary increase. Um, however, let me just take the opportunity. We've got a minute or two left. I'll speak about it after Maghrib, inshallah. Uh, let me just say to Naima Bawa, once again, a very big shukran. Uh, Naima, anything in conclusion that you'd like to wrap up? Any comment that you would like to make to our listeners out there? I think just to remember to talk to your children, um, instill that love of reading, talk to them about what they've done for the day and don't let them get away with nothing because if they're doing nothing at school, then you've got to talk to their teachers. Um, and then just to end off with my daughters were very upset last week because I didn't greet them. So, so <laughs> to my cute. daughters, Tamina, Anissa and Tana, 
Mommy loves you. Oh, <laughs> mashallah, that's so sweet. Alhamdulillah, we're really glad. Uh, but now, seeing that I have both of you and I have a minute or so left, uh, there's an SMS here from 5446, quite interesting. It says, Assalamu alaikum, I am in matric. I just want to say that my mother always says negative things to me, and it's always about my school results. Um, I try extremely hard to prove her wrong. What can I do, Kanala? I really, really want to prove her wrong. Shukran. To that particular listener, we acknowledge the SMS. Uh, I know it's a very difficult situation. Uh, you know, if parents, and, and I think throughout the program, we've said, you know, as parents, we should play an encouraging role Definitely. rather than saying almost kind of negative things and, and, and putting the child down. But that sometimes is the reality out there. Maybe, Yasira, yes, a quick comment from your side. Yes, you know, and, and I think we can't divorce these kinds of issues. You know, it becomes really mm-hmm. difficult over time and I'm kind of distracted by your working so but it becomes really difficult over time, Rinwan. And I think we we need to, you know, put our best foot forward. Um challenges are always there and you know we, we need to grow with ourselves um to make that way forward. Okay, Shukran for that, yes, I, I actually tried to show you that it's the, the we, time, we need to, yes, to cut. But so, just uh, Naima, very big shukran once again and we give you everything of the best and everybody assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh and that now we break for the waqt of Isha, and we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Java here on The Voice of the Cape.